If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. It's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. Good job, you got it this week. (laughs) This is episode five, Matriarch to Matriarch. So today we're going to start, and um, we're going to hopefully tie up the Kelly Ripa saga into a nice little bow, unless anything else happens. Uh, And then we're going to be talking about the drama that's going on at The View, which only true viewers might be noticing (laughs) is going on. And then we're going to talk about a new show announced on E! The Abbey Diaries. And no, this is not an Abby Lee Miller spinoff. We could only wish. Um, Then we're going to get into our shows. And this week we're covering the season premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's back. The last regular episode of RuPaul's Drag Race before we go into the finale. And then also the Dallas Beverly Hills and New York City Housewives. We then will wake you up on what you all been sleeping on. And on this very special Mother's Day episode of Come Through Queen, we'll take a deep dive into reality show moms, our favorite matriarchs. 
Uh, and finally, we'll crown the freak of the week and the one true queen. So, Brendan, catch us up on what's been going on with Kelly Ripa. Well, first of all, Come Through Queen would like to congratulate Kelly and Michael. Um, over the weekend, they won a daytime Emmy. Oh, yeah, so congrats. congratulations. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and then there's just a few other things. So, over last Thursday, I believe, Anderson Cooper and his mom, Gloria Vanderbilt, were on um, Watch What Happens Live. And they were talking to Andy. And first of all, it was Gloria Vanderbilt's first time ever meeting Andy Cohen, which I thought was so weird. Very weird. But we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, but uh, Andy asked Anderson if he would be interested or if he's been offered the job at Live with Kelly. And he said, quote, it would be a dream to work with Kelly, but I haven't been offered anything. That's a very open-ended answer. Yes. So obviously I think talks are going on. I think he's in the running, but not quite yet. So after Michael leaves, they're going to start with a slate of guest co-hosts, starting with Jimmy Kimmel yeah. the first day after Michael leaves. Also, Jesse Smollett from Empire. I don't know her. Um, He's gay. Okay. Cedric the Entertainer. Okay. Um... David Muir, who co-anchors World News Tonight, he's oh, yeah. a really good-looking guy. Yeah, people love him. Yeah, people love him. And then um, an actor from Hawaii Five-0, Daniel Day Kim. I don't think... Oh, he was... Oh, my God. He was on Lost. Was he? Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think this is, like, just a filler week. Yeah. The, Until the true auditions. The true day. auditions, I bet, are going to be, like, Anderson, Jerry O'Connell... Maybe Andy. I feel no, like a Josh no. Groban will be thrown into there. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that last time. Yeah, so um, hopefully this is the last you'll hear about Live with Kelly and Michael from us. Yeah, unless, like, Kelly bites Michael on air or something. Which I don't know. could happen. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Crazier <laughs> things have happened. So, um, yeah, it's okay. been nice talking about you, Kelly. Yeah, hopefully uh, they, they figure out who the new co-host is. and mm -hmm. uh, We'll report back when they do. Yeah, okay. Uh, so in other morning talk news, uh, there's some stuff going on at The View. Now, first of all, uh, the ladies were all seen out together this past weekend at the White House Correspondence Center. They very rarely are seen, like, hanging out in public. So I was yeah. very excited when I saw this come up on my uh, Instagram. Yeah, especially all of them together. Yeah. So they were all on the red carpet posing together except for Whoopi. So I was like, oh, well, maybe, like, Whoopi is, like, not even here. Like, she doesn't really like to go out. She uh -huh. always talks about that on The View. But then later that night, Joy Behar on her Instagram posted a picture of uh, Joy and Whoopi together. And I was like, oh, With Jane Sanders. Man. Bernie Sanders' wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, Joy is, like, close friends with Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she, like, wants to vote for Hillary. Yes. But, uh, but anyway, so Whoopi was there. Um, and then the next day, uh, you know, Michelle Collins asked Whoopi if she had fun at the White House Correspondence Center. And Whoopi took a long pause and said, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she went into her whole, like... Thing, how she doesn't like going to stuff. Um, but from that, that picture of the five girls on the red carpet, so it was Michelle Collins, Joy Behar, uh, Candace Cameron, Bure, Paula Ferris, and Raven Simone. <laughs> I mean, Joy could not be bothered to dress Joy was up. literally wearing exactly what she wears every single day on the show. A, a black pant, a black top. Yeah, like a black, like, it's a, like usually a longer top to cover, like, her... Yeah. Areas. Yeah, her hips, yeah. her waist. Uh, but she looked beautiful either way. But Raven really looked like something special. I mean, we tweeted this picture out over the weekend, so if you miss it, go check it out. But we uh, 
we got some retweets and comments on the picture that we tweeted out, and uh, our Wiggum Rules tweeted, Raven, Raven came straight from her job as hostess at Times Scare NYC, <laughs> and I was cackling. She like look either Times Scare like Jekyll and Hyde like she looks like a lunatic. Oh my god! One time I went to Times Scare with. Perez Hilton, but that's another story. Oh my god, yeah. the scoop! <laughs> uh, so, other than that, there's some uh, co-host news going on at The View. So, Whoopi, I mean, if you've been watching, she clearly does not care. She mm-hmm. never, like, really ever films on the after show, except for the rare occasion. Uh, she's, like, rude to all the co-hosts. She's over it. What? It's basically, like, the Whoopi show, and if you don't agree with her yeah. she like dismisses you yeah or like yell like really yells at you <laughs> uh so she apparently according to the rap.com Whoopi has told those close to her that she will exit the show uh whether this means she's really going or could be persuaded to say remains to be seen apparently like this is typical when someone's contract is up and her contract is up at the end of this year they kind of use this whole like i'm gonna go as contract negotiations essentially but like uh-huh. but like this is a little bit beyond that to me i mean she like well i've read previously there's been stories about like her and joy fighting for power behind the scenes at but the view. but if anything it seems like she is nicest to joy and respects her the most well yeah you've got to respect the matriarch yeah well yeah joy is definitely the <laughs> matriarch of the view despite happy mother's that, day joy yes <laughs> uh so besides Whoopi, the only other person that they they're, they're talking about is that everyone seems to be in agreement that Raven Simone's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've got we got a tw- we got a tweet over the weekend. Oh yeah, remember? someone was at um, uh, Michelle Collins UCB show, and she basically implied that she will not be returning to the View, and that her contract is up. And what else? Did- well, no, no, not that the contract was up, just that she like doesn't seem confident that uh, she's coming back. Like, she was making jokes, like, of other things being more likely uh, than the fact that she's going to come back. Yeah, and if anyone had a job for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was uh, from one of our listeners, Rob, at RobFam715. Thanks for the scoop. <laughs> we appreciate it. That was definitely, like, some insider knowledge. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to one, one of her UCB shows, but it's, like, on a weeknight and... That's I think it's me. actually on Wednesdays. Yeah, so we that conflicts. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much it for View News. Now, there's uh, some announcements from E! News this week. They announced a few new shows. Only one of them really caught our eye. So it's called The Abbey Diaries, which takes an inside look at the lives of the employees at West Hollywood's world-renowned gay hotspot, The Abbey Food and Bar. Between handling celebrity and VIP clients... On a daily basis, Christina Aguilera. The staffers juggle their love lives and future career dreams. So this is basically a gay Vanderpump Rules knockoff. Yes. And the funniest part about it is this bar is literally situated on Robertson Boulevard in Los Angeles. I'm the Los Angeles scholar. Yeah, I've never been. (laughs) Um, It's literally two doors down from Pump, one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, and like a couple blocks away from Sir... Um, where uh, Vanderpump Rules is primarily filmed. Also, I went into the Abbey when I was in Los Angeles earlier this month. Was that earlier this month? Who knows? Uh, well, month. this is May, so no, it's probably no, no. not earlier this month. Last <laughs> month. Around this time last month. Okay. And I almost had a panic attack. Why? It's just like a high-anxiety 
sort of place. It's just, there's seven bars in that thing. There's like go-go boys everywhere. There's yeah. just like a lot of like sun. It was sunny out. That gives yeah. me anxiety. This is like not <laughs> what we're used to here in New York. Yeah. So we had one $10 vodka soda oh. and left. <laughs> Bye. So we'll probably, I'll probably tune in to see what kind of disaster the Ab- Abbey Diaries is. Yeah. I-, I mean, let me know. And then maybe it'll become <laughs> canon. Okay. Uh, so I think that's it for the show uh, for, I mean, for the news this week, but we have the shows to talk about. Yes, uh, we do. So this week was the long-awaited season premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yes. I mean, the last season only ended a few <laughs> weeks well, that's ago. that's what they do. They, like, yeah. end the season and then wait a couple weeks and then start the new one because they're constantly filming. Yeah. It's not like Housewives where they are filming for only a period of the year. Yeah, yeah. They're literally always filming the yeah. show. Yeah, So, uh, Brendan, what jumped out at you of this season premiere? Well, I think... We wanted to talk about the new confessionals. It's crazy. It's crazy. It it's feels like, like you've died, <laughs> and then a Kardashian is greeting you at Heaven's Gates. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, um, at the end of Harry Potter, when Harry meets Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, also, this is not new for this season. This is new for last season, but the new intro no, I love it. throws me off. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they got rid of the old intro because Diane Sawyer dragged them to hell in the Caitlyn Jenner interview oh. last year. Every once in a while, she'd be like, and that reality TV family, and it would go, burr, 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 nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and then they came back this season, or last season, with a new intro. I, I like the new intro. It's the six sisters all spinning around uh, in, a, in a great look. I like how you included Chris as one of the sisters. Yeah, just six sisters. <laughs> Uh, so in this episode, you know, well, I mean, before we get to the details of this episode, uh-huh. I think it's kind of like at this point, the show is totally like we know what is going to happen and we just get to see like what a different view scenes, of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's kind of enjoyable in that way. So like if you miss an episode, it's not that big of a deal because yeah, so you like, know the story. They live their lives out. Out loud. Out loud in the real world <laughs> in the press. So it's like we already know what happens. That This is just filling in all the little details. Yeah. About it. So this week, uh, um, Chloe was on a media tour to promote something. Oh, uh, I think it was cocktails with Chloe and uh, strong is better than skinny or skinny. <laughs> I don't know. Her whatever book, book she released, the book right was. when Lamar <laughs> went to the hospital. Yeah. So she was in New York and she was doing like she did like Howard Stern. We saw behind the scenes in the Bravo Clubhouse. She did Seth Meyers. She did Seth Meyers. Um, but her whole thing was that she was sort of provoking Caitlyn. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is, like, with... They'll fight about something, and then something will air, and then it just keeps getting They'll rehashed. Start fighting again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were, she was talking about how her relationship with Caitlyn hasn't been the best after Caitlyn said what she said about Chris back in the Vanity Fair article that came out last summer. So all of that was just being rehashed and rehashed over and over again. Um, And then besides, uh, besides Chloe's media tour, Courtney was on a media tour of her own, which she said during the episode, this was her first time really doing any press in like three years or something. And she was promoting the app. And she went on Ellen. Yes. And what I... Can I say what I found so funny about Ellen? (laughs) Is that they were showing this TV show that aired on broadcast television. And Ellen, I'm pretty sure, is under the NBC umbrella. Like, her show is syndicated, but it's NBC in the way that Kelly's is syndicated, but ABC. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. 
But they blurred out all the faces of the audience <laughs> in the Ellen show. None of them have last names. None of them have last names. <laughs> well, I liked when Ellen asked her about Bieber, and she just kind of like laughed and oh, yeah. didn't respond. And she also had a pretty iconic look. I love that gold LeMay tuxedo look. Oh, yeah. That was cute. And she had like a, a similar like masculine look at Chris's... Uh, 60th, 60th birthday, birthday last season. I, I like, love I like my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was good to see Court have a little storyline going on. The big like plot that was like teased beforehand though yeah. was this whole Kendall and Rob situation. Yeah. So Kendall Jenner bought Rob an iPad with some yeah. accessories for his birthday. Truly a personal, thoughtful <laughs> gift. <laughs> I got an iPad for Christmas from work. Um, and yeah, but that was like a work gift you want. Yeah. It wasn't like something thought specifically for you. Yeah, true. Um, but she uh, apparently saw it on Black, Black China's, China's Instagram or, or Snapchat like or something. And like went to, I don't know why she assumed it was the one iPad. Like there's. I know. I was wondering like maybe it was engraved or like specially made, but like. Who, like, it's a friggin' iPad. Yeah, this is she, a dime a dozen to this fam. Like, <laughs> she called to confront Rob, and then she put him on speakerphone, and Kylie was in the room and had Kim on speakerphone. <laughs> it was just a lot of holding phones up to phones. But I'm so interested to see how this Black China stuff plays out, and yeah. once they start to accept her and all that. I did like Kendall using Bible during oh, the yeah. fight. <laughs> it was a good throwback. Yeah, I, I feel like they, I miss Bible. They don't use Bible as much as they used to. Yeah. Um... I think we'll get to some more Kardashian uh, conversation later with a mom talk. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we're going to move on to Drag Race, um, which was the last regular episode before uh, the finale, which will be in two weeks. Yeah, so there's four of them left at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, so it's Chi-Chi, Kim Chi, Naomi Smalls, and and Bob. Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, so this they do this every year, though this year it was a little different format, but they basically have to do um, the music video for whatever single RuPaul's promoting at the time. Yeah. So this one was what? The Realness? The Realness. I haven't even listened to this album, so I'm not like as into Ru's music. Yeah, season. but you get used to it because they play it on yeah, the show. If, yeah, yeah. But they, what they do differently is the last episode they usually have like RuPaul's like heart to heart. Oh yeah, the Tic Tac the combos. Yeah, and like Michelle brings them into the challenge. Yeah, this episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually. none of that happened. None of that so happened. it was it was very different. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bianca stormed in during the filming of the the music video. Oh yeah, and made like a few like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the typical Bianca jokes. But speaking of Bianca, we have a listener question this week. This comes from Val. Val in Hell's Kitchen? At Val1128. Which conspiracy do you subscribe to regarding Bianca coming in like a wrecking ball? Number one, Bianca had to make an appearance at some point in the season because of a contractual obligation. Or two, Bianca showed up this episode to promote her stand-up special during next week's RuPaul's Drag Race slot. What a good question. Yeah. I think it's probably both. I think it's probably two. And I, I'm very glad they're just filling in the next week's slot with that comedy special because I hate the recap episodes. Yeah. It's like always 95% old footage. And yeah. And like they try to suck you in with 5% of new footage. And I wanted to watch that comedy special, but it was like $17 on Vimeo or something like that. It was on like, Vimeo? 
You know how Vimeo's now putting out like original no. original content? It was like very expensive. Maybe not $17, but it was like a fee that I was not willing to pay. Yeah. Um, so I'm very glad that they're actually airing it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it. I'm not a Bianca stan, but I oh, will I watch it. Yeah. I definitely am. Uh, so other than that, the music video filming, it wasn't that fun of a music video. There was no like crazy theme There was like, like there this were. river ribbon dancing yeah. situation. Kimchi fell. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, they talked about um, how Kimchi likes eating chicken buttholes. Oh yeah, that was gross. And <laughs> she was like, well, you guys eat each other's buttholes. What's the difference? Oh, or something God. like disgusting <laughs> like that. Yeah, Sorry, that mom, disgusting. if you're listening. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I liked, one thing I really liked is that um, Bob calls Kimchi Kimberly, just like Caitlin calls uh, oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian I Kimberly. Do, I do love Kimberly Chi. Yeah. <laughs> I love the full name. Uh, but in, in that whole music video thing, I liked Kimchi's like exotic bird look oh, yeah. that she had going on. And... Bob's glamour look was pretty good, too. I like that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, it was similar to the runway look with the big hair and, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, no Tic Tac dinner. Let's talk about runway looks. Okay. Who did you like? Who did you dislike? Uh, my least favorite was Bob. Me, too. It was too... It was a little messy. Yeah, especially for, like, this is supposed to be their best drag. Oh, yeah, it's best drag. Yeah. I... Although, like... I would think that would be a good outfit to wear if she had to lip sync for her life because she's wearing tights. So, uh-huh. like, it's very mobile. Yeah. You know? um, um, Chi Chi's was like typical pageant girl. It was very, um, what's her face? The Puerto Rican queen, come home, Poppy. Alexis. Alexis Mateo, <laughs> yeah. It looked like, like straight from Alexis Mateo's book. Yeah. Um, Which leaves Naomi and Kimchi. And I mean, Kimchi's the look queen. I had to give it to Kimchi. She is, but I've had looks this season that I liked better of hers. Yeah, it wasn't her best. I do like the long nails. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I liked Naomi's look. Yeah, it was good. She's consistent. Yeah, consistently good. Uh, but I, I guess they kind of substituted the, the Tic Tac talk with the runway speeches. Uh-huh. Where... Uh, RuPaul asked each of them, you know, what would you say to the five-year-old version of yourself? Well, why don't we have, we have a question from um, Neil in Boston. Yeah. Um, at Real Deal Neil. He says, what do y'all think of the current current format of the Drag Race finale slash final episodes? I'm not a fan of the four-way lip sync in the end of the last few seasons. I felt anticlimactic since they instituted the live finale. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean... It always, the season always ends with such a thud between, like, the live finale, which isn't live. Mm-hmm. It's pre-taped with three winners possibly winning, so, like, it's not a genuine reaction. Yeah. And even the episode, like, before the finale episode is kind of not that interesting either. Well, the four-way lip sync is just dumb. Because yeah. none of them have room to do anything. Yeah. It just, like, doesn't make any sense. I would prefer if they actually had to lip sync for your life, because why not? Yeah, two of them should have had they, to. Yeah, they sent somebody home anyways. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I do have to say, out of all the seasons, with like since it's been live, this one's the most interesting in that, like, we don't know who's going to win. I literally don't know. And I'm, like, rooting for all of them in different for different reasons. Yeah, so that kind of leads us to, um, you know... Are you happy with the top three, and what are your predictions? I knew going into this episode that I was going to be happy for the top three, about the top three, no matter yeah. what. Um, I I don't know. I mean, like, everyone says it's Bob's to lose, 
but I feel like both Kimchi and Naomi have like strong fan support also. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of the the top three versus the top four, um, I have a theory that it was almost kind of kind for Rue to kick Chi Chi off because she's like a shoe in for Miss Congeniality now, mm-hmm. and there is a cash prize associated with that. That's true. So, like, I don't think. Out of the four of them, I think Chi-Chi would have probably been maybe the least... No, no, I still think Naomi is the least likely to win. Chi-Chi probably would have... If Chi-Chi was in the top three, she would have beat Naomi. Yeah. But at least at this point, Chi-Chi's almost guaranteed to win Miss Congeniality. Yeah, because, like, who else could win it? Like, Thorgy, but, like... Thorgy or... Thorgy kind of went out with that bad taste. Cynthia left too early, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cynthia was a Miss Congeniality... Front runner earlier on. Yeah, cuckoo. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I did like the speeches. We did kind of hop over that that they gave to themselves. Like I teared up during Kim Chi's oh, yeah. speech. It was very sweet. It was about she, like body positivity. And yeah, just, like feeling comfortable in your skin. It was very nice. Yeah, I liked it. And they showed the cute little pictures of them when they were young. Yeah, Kim Chi was so cute as a child. Yeah, Kim, I and Kim Chi like for someone who can't walk and is tripping all over herself like. This was the only time she ever had to lip sync for her life, and it was like a good, good considering. Because so, they <laughs> really didn't have much. Yeah, she just had to do like finger waving and like cute little poses. Yeah, it was. It, it worked out well for her, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, we have the finale in two weeks, so uh, I guess we'll both watch the Bianca thing and see how that is, and then we'll... maybe we'll talk about the Bianca thing. Probably yeah. not. I mean, I've seen a lot of her shows on like YouTube and stuff, and it's pretty much a lot of it's similar. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the best top three. Well, there's no like, yeah, there's no like villain this time, but there's no like clear winner. Yeah, so it's like exciting to go into the finale for a change. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for Drag Race this week, which brings us to The Housewives, first uh, being Dallas. And we have a special scoop insider information from Brendan coming up during this Dallas conversation, so get excited for that. Yeah. But let's start with the episode first. Okay, so we started out with Steph and Brandy getting ready for this trip. Yeah. And I know you wanted to talk about the animals, Brandy's animals, because I had thoughts about Brandy's animals, yeah. too. Yeah. So there's two dogs, one of which has a name. Whisper, because, <laughs> no, she said, we have a dog named Whisper who doesn't whisper, and then we have a dog with no name. <laughs> and, and wait, what does she call the dog with no name? Like, like Sweetie Pie sometimes? Sweetie Butt or like something? Sweetie Butt? <laughs> Probably Sweetie Butt. And then there's a bunny named Playboy. Yeah, and the bunny, I've never seen a bunny who's just, like, allowed to roam. Free like, roaming, oh, I know, house. a free-range bunny. <laughs> like, aren't you afraid you're going to step on him? But, I've like, I've seen some people with a pet bunny, and it's, like, always in a cage. Yeah. And, like, they, like, let it out temporarily, but this bunny was a free-range <laughs> bunny. <laughs> At the run of the house. Uh, so they're preparing for the trip, and... Which uh, seemed miserable, by the way. Yeah. Like, all the screaming children. A four-hour drive. Ugh. Four children screaming in the car, and they came and left the same day. Yeah, and like they get down there, and well, what's what's the name of the place they were going? I couldn't even understand what they were saying. It sounded like they were saying La Quinta, Taquito, Coit. I think it's Coita. Coita. What kind? Of, La Quinta, uh, Dan. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so they get there, and it's it's Steph's family they're visiting. 
Yeah, and like it's like the middle of nowhere. They have a conversation with one of, I don't know some relative about Uber. Yeah, and they were talking about how like what do you do if you're like at a bar and you're too drunk to drive yourself home? And people in Coweta, they just they just call AAA and AAA tows them home. That's crazy. Instead of like <laughs> taking Uber because they had no idea what Uber was. Well, oh yeah, that girl had like um uh. A Kate Gosselin do. She was very oh, yeah. stuck in the past. I feel like there, there's a lot of those in like Coeta. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, Brandy said she hates deviled eggs because they smell like Stephanie's farts. Oh so my god. They're still talking about farts. How many episodes in? I think five episodes. Five episodes. Oh, we're on par with them, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still talking about farts all these episodes. Or maybe in. four episodes, I don't know. Um, and then I noticed one thing I noticed, I noticed they use music from early Real Housewives of New York. If you listen closely, listen closely, you are fam. a Sonic scholar. <laughs> yeah. So keep your ears open next week and you'll hear similar music. I miss the New York intro music. They changed it up yeah. this season. It's like not as lively. Um, so that was, I guess, it for the trip. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, a girls' night out hosted by Marie. We have a friend of the housewife. Official FOH with a confessional. With a confessional. Um, I think this is because this show was filmed as something different. That they have this, like, random friend of the housewives. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like recent seasons of housewife shows friends of aren't given confessionals that much unless they were previously on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, like a charade. So you think she was, like, cut yeah. from a leading... Role. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like out of place, didn't it? Uh, no, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I disliked it. I mean, there's only five like cast members, so like you need an FOH. Yeah. So I guess uh, Marie was hosting this girls' night out party, uh, which is different from a charity event because they at, stressed the hell out of that. Yeah, because they could let their hair down. Yeah. Uh, Marie was giving me like. Lara Flynn Boyle at the Golden Globes when she wore that like tutu outfit. Do you remember that many years ago? I think so. She looked like a loon and Marie looked like a loon as well. Lara Flynn Boyle at the Golden Globes. Yes. (laughs) Not that I'm like an awards runaway scholar, but I I really remember that image like sticking out of my head. Yeah, so it was basically like Leanne was on one side of the room and she could tell that everyone on the other side of the room was talking shit about her. Yeah. And it was all led by this <laughs> one little gay boy who, <laughs> if you, if everyone else is scholars on Logos reality TV shows, you'll remember him from Most Eligible Dallas, which was... No, he was Oh, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. The A-list, the A-list Dallas. How dare you? Stop it. I got, I get my Dallas shows confused. Okay. <laughs> um... And it was a short-lived reality show that was a spinoff from the A-List New York. Yeah, I think it was only one season. Yeah. Uh, But, like, he looked like a different human. Yeah, and he also, like, came in, like, looking for blood. You could tell he just, like, wanted... Yeah, he wants to be an FOH. He looked for the applause. Yeah, I I mean, but, I mean, go Google, like, pictures of him from... What's his name, Taylor? Yeah, Taylor. Uh, Google pictures of him from A-List Dallas and this show... It's two different human beings. And, like, strangely, when he first, like, came on the scene, uh, like, in this in this <laughs> Dallas uh, episode, he, like, I was like, why is there a 12-year-old boy at this event? Like, he looked like a child. He looks very, very young. And he was, like, picking a fight with 
a woman who's like 46. Yes. <laughs> well, he was like just running around like to all the different groups and like telling the other group what one group was saying. It was yeah, and Brandy was like, he could be my best friend. Uh, <laughs> um, and then he told a story to, uh, I think, Brandy oh and Stephanie yes. about one time when Leanne got too drunk, she allegedly pooped her pants. Oh my god, I, the, the scatological theme, <laughs> like, running through all these episodes. <laughs> I would love, I would love, like, a comparison to how much Beverly Hills Housewives said Munchausen's compared to how much the Dallas Housewives talk about poop. Yeah, it's And farting. Probably on the same level. Yeah. Um, and then... I liked when, so, so after, like, uh, he stirs it all up, then Leanne comes over to confront yes right? and it's very like soap opera she's like yelling at them and like throws her glass <laughs> at carrie's feet and carrie like steps back all shocked um and then she's screaming at she screams at steph right yeah. <laughs> stephanie's just like i forget what she says but she's just like <laughs> <laughs> she she like can't even breathe like she turns around and like holds on to the brick wall for dear like life. alex mccord on scary island <laughs> oh yes it was very like losing her breath in that manner um but next week looks like it's going to be crazy i did like when 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 leanne screamed i am your elder to bring <laughs> Like you screaming at me. Yes. I am your elder. Oh, and then also Leanne was like talking about like Texas like seceding from the rest of the states and she's like, oh, oh yeah. like the rest of the United States just doesn't know it yet. Like Because they like to get drunk together or something. Like, is Leanne a secessionist? I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, give us the inside scoop. So speaking of Leanne, um <laughs> a friend of mine. His mom is close friends with Leanne. They're both named Leanne. <laughs> um, and so I had the opportunity, because of that, to go to Watch What Happens Live on Monday. Yes. As, not just to be in the audience, but like actually as part of Leanne's entourage. Inner circle. So like I walk in, and usually, I've been to Watch What Happens Live before, <laughs> usually they have a bar set up in the reception area, so usually like you, if you're in the audience... You sit there because they want to get you like a little toasty. A little lit up. But we were brought (laughs) straight to the back and um, to Leanne's dressing room and walk in and she's wearing a perfect white jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, first of all, set the scene. This is Watch What Happens Live, but this is not live. Oh, well, yeah. It was a taped episode, which they do sometimes. Yeah, because it was going to the the Met Met Ball. Yeah, the Met Ball. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so we walk in, and she's very, very nice, but, like, she's, like, sort of, you could tell it's her first time, so you could tell she's, like, sort of nervous. Yeah. Um, she was very sweet to us. She was talking sort of about, like, the blogs and, like, how she, like, checks every girl's blog to see, like, what's, what's the deal. I don't know about you, but I've never gotten into the blogs. I mean, like, we are, we are sitting here, like, hosting a podcast about Real Housewives and... I don't read the blogs. Like, do you read every blog? I I read them occasionally. Your boyfriend, Alex, reads them all. No, he doesn't read all of them. He literally (laughs) trolls the Bravo website and is always sending links. Well, I think what bothers me is that it's not all on one page. It's, like, very, like, click 
the website's hard generated. to read. Right? Like you have to like click through five pages to read the whole blog, so yeah. I really don't care enough. So we thought we were gonna be sitting in the green room the entire time because yeah. they didn't they apparently didn't have enough space in the studio. Okay. But then they were like, Oh, a couple seats opened up. So I sat and watched Watch Robins Live next to sitting next to Leanne's husband. No, had, boyfriend. Boyfriends. Yes. Unless, like, you have a scoop on that, too. Oh, my God. Also, her makeup artist is this, like, redheaded woman. And I was like, do people tell you you look like Deborah Messing? And she was like, oh, well, it's the hair. And I don't think she liked (laughs) that I said that. And then she was like, but thank you. Oh. Um, (laughs) You're not in the inner circle for long. So then um, it was, like, the tape. You can watch the show on... um, Air was heard especially strong. Yeah, you could hear some of your cackling, right? You can hear some of my cackling, I think. Um, and then after the show, we went to like go take a picture with her. You can check it out on my uh, Facebook or whatever. I did like when Leanne mentioned during Watch What Happens Live that Kyle is considering carrying like whatever look she was wearing. Oh, at Kyle by Eileen <laughs> too. <Yes. laughs> um, and then on the after show, she like gave Andy this belt buckle that said. <laughs> R-H-O-D and it was like this big diamond belt buckle and she gave it in a frame that she wants him to put like somewhere. In the clubhouse. In the clubhouse. She is trying to secure a season well, two. He said all of the Dallas Housewives have brought gifts so far. Oh. Well it's only been Carrie. Carrie and Brandy. Oh Brandy's been on? First. Oh okay. Okay yeah. I haven't been Maybe watching. Steph too. Okay. It's been, been several weeks. Yeah you're right. You're right. Um, so then we were leaving. Me and uh, my friend were leaving. We left uh Leanne in the dust, and we were standing in the elevator line with uh, Cecily Strong, uh-huh. and I knew the person that she was that was escorting her out to the car. So we like got to talking, and we we're talking about like Munchausens, uh-huh. and I was like, I pointed out to uh, this kid I know, I was like, you know that Carol was the first housewife to utter that, and so we were talking about a little about that, and I said something like, everyone copies Carol Radswell, and Cecily Strong was like. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> oh my god. So we know what team uh, Cecily Strong is on. Carol's apparently. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was a nice little fun experience. Um, yeah. Got to be in a Housewives entourage for, for, for an afternoon. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Uh, so that brings us to, uh, speaking of Munchausen's. <laughs> let's go to Beverly let's Hills. finally put this to bed. <laughs> uh, it was part three. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> it was mostly Erica and Catherine, which I would say, like, to me, they're the only two with any brains. Like, they can give a full argument. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I enjoy watching them to some degree, but, like, they need something more to work with. They they weren't talking about much, but they, like, tried to extend that out through several segments, it felt like. Yeah. Um, then, like, they talked about... Erica's bad language for like yeah. a little bit and went to this whole conversation about like the C word and then like how Lisa Vanderpump says the word pussy because yeah. it isn't a bad word in England. It was just like a bizarre conversation that they needed to fill three parts parts of this reunion. I did like when I think it was Eileen who said Vanderpump has more empathy for animals than humans. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she does at least for you, Eileen, because <laughs> Vanderbilt does not respect Eileen in the least. Yeah, not at all. 
And her, like, tagline is basically implying the same, right? Yeah. yeah. She's not crazy about bitches. No, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm passionate about dogs. She's not crazy about bitches. <laughs> uh, Vanderpump. So, I mean, I don't really want to rehash this forever. Uh, we did hear uh, on Watch What Happens Live with Lisa Renna, who was really trying to secure her, her role, uh, that apparently Munchausen's was used 80 times this season. Oh my god. Spoken from their mouths. Um, Andy at one point asked her during the reunion, like, are you willing to move forward with Vanderpump? And she was like, I do want to move forward because I don't like holding grudges, which basically means she wants to move forward to be on the show next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because you constantly have to like flow in and out of being friends with people and having fights. Like You can't stay mad at someone forever. Yeah. Otherwise, you're out. Like Danielle Staub. Jill Zarin. Yeah. Uh, so, this season's done. Let's discuss who, who should, should stay, stay, who should go, who should go, who should join. Okay. What so. do you, what do you, who do you, all right. Who do you want fired? Right couch. For a reunion. The whole right couch? I think they should build it around left couch. Okay. Uh, I disagree. Okay. I say keep... Uh, give Catherine another shot. Okay. Keep Erica Yolanda. Mm-hmm. And Vanderpump. Yes. So, like, Vanderpump has Catherine, because, like, Catherine is, like, kissing her ass... Uh, Yo has Erica, mm-hmm. and then like fill in the blank with like three more. Okay, maybe bring back Maloof. A Maloof hoof. I want Maloof back. Um, I don't think Maloof should come back because I think she's one of those people who holds a grudge forever. Yeah, I would say like Taylor Armstrong because she brings enough of like. Oh the, yeah, like, she was messy for the few minutes that she was in the season. Yeah, I would say. I would say you have to build it around the Lisa Vanderpump, Yolanda, yeah. Erica. I'm she's not my favorite, but I say Kyle. Bring in, uh, bring in like Kathy Hilton. Well, I mean, we we wanted Kathy to come this past season. Yeah. After like her appearance at the end of the prior season. Oh, you do magic now. Oh, <laughs> that was <laughs> probably the best line of that season with when she. Uh, so that's a Maloof. Um, and then I want, like, someone new but high-profile, yeah. like Marla Maples. Yeah, that would be great. Linda Thompson would be great. Mm-hmm. She has been in the series yeah. before. Um, you know, both David Foster's ex-wives. That would be a good mishmash of people. And they could bond. That would be so yeah, fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, oh, that would be really great, actually. Um... I know our our dream ticket is Chris Jenner joining. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, she, she's such a perfect fit for this because yeah. of the whole Faye connection. Uh huh. But like, she would want to be executive producer and get too much money. Yeah, it's like impossible. Um, I remember when Caitlyn first came out. There was talks of her. There were like rumors of her joining the Real Housewives. That's absurd. I, that, she would yeah, never, never. never. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I hope for the best for next season because this was the worst season. Yeah. We have a message to the Beverly Hills housewives. Please do better. Yeah. We'll take a page from New York's book. Talk about the drama on camera. Be real friends. Be real friends. And that's it. And Lisa Renna, stay home next season. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So this takes us to, uh, New York. 
But before we get into the New York play by play, we have one last listener question. So Dave in New Jersey at O Trains on Twitter has a question. He says, I have a question that needs to be addressed in the next CTQ. Needs to be addressed. (laughs) (laughs) How many of the real housewives are actually wives at this point? The name of the show feels like a misnomer. I'm speaking about New York in particular, but probably applies to all. So he is one of our straight ally listeners who maybe not as much of a scholar. So Brennan, what's your response to a question like this? We love our allies. Well... The term housewives at this point is used very loosely. Yeah, it's a way of life. It's a way of life. I think with New York in particular, at the beginning of the series, all of them were married but one. Yeah. And now it just so happens everyone gets divorced. Yes. There's only one married housewife on New York right now. Jules? Yeah. Yeah. There's no one else. Well, (laughs) Bethany's still going through a divorce, right? I mean, she's like... Technically married, but I wouldn't call like going on year three of your divorce married. Yeah, but I think the ones this franchises with like the most actually married wives, I think, were Beverly Hills in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. With with like Atlanta, it goes like back and forth. Like they 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 have a lot of single girls now between Portia, Phaedra, Phaedra. I mean, Phaedra's not even divorced yet, but like is going to be divorced. Cynthia. Cynthia's married, but probably going to be divorced. Yeah. Sheree is divorced, but maybe going back together with Bob. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, and, and like Nini was divorced and got back together with Greg. Yeah. So the short answer is that they don't have to be married and it's 2016. Yeah. So. Anyone could be a housewife. Yeah. You don't need a marriage certificate. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so do we want to go through what we liked about New York today? Yeah. So, the thing about New York is that, like, you, it keeps on getting better, in my opinion. I feel like this episode was really good, and I wasn't expecting it to be good in the ways that it was good. Well, yeah, I mean, there wasn't, like, a big preview with, like, shocker moments during it. But, like, I wasn't expecting, like, the whole, like, Bethany Luann stuff. That's later in the episode. Oh, yeah, that's later, yeah. Um, okay, so, we started out, I think, like, Bethany was packing... Or something yeah. to go with Bryn. That was kind of a throwaway scene. Yeah, and then it was like a bit. It was a dinner with uh, Dorinda and Carol, and, and then Jules, Jules was up. coming later. Yeah. So Dorinda and Carol, they Carol, I guess, didn't realize that Dorinda and Jules were as close as they yeah. were. Yeah. So she like wanted to come in and like talk to her girlfriend and sort of like yeah. She's talk like, let's shit. be catty. Yeah. Let's talk about the house. She's and... sort of gotten a Bethany. Yeah. Vibe. She's been infected. She's by <laughs> <Stop>. that. <laughs> um. And it was, like, awkward because they started, like, it started escalating between them. But once Jules got there, it, like, was fine. Yeah. But then Jules started talking shit about Bethany in front of Carol. Oh, yeah. So it's like Jules didn't realize, like, this is Carol's, like... BFF. BFF. And, like, she was kind of bringing up the same points that Heather was bringing up last season. Where Heather's, like... I mean, if you want to be a bitch, just be a bitch. Like, you're just, like, it's your choice to Mm -hmm. be a bitch. Like, Jules is kind of saying almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. About that whole situation. Um, But, yeah, I thought she was being a little too open. But that was it for for that dinner. Do you have anything else? Yeah, no, I don't. But Sonia is back. Oh, my God. Thank God. So Sonia and Ramona finally had a scene together. Yeah, well, we figured out from uh, over at Bitch Sesh, they, they talked about the fact that, like, Sonia and Luann, uh, I guess they, they hadn't signed their contracts yet. They were still negotiating their contract yes. after it started filming. Yeah, so all, those, all these episodes leading up, 
you, you may have noticed every scene is just Luann and Sonia, which I'm sure was just filmed all after the fact. Yeah, until last day. week. I think Luann's well, Luan first, yeah. first real scene was at the Bethany's. Yeah, and Sonia wasn't the there. the hula hoop. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to finally have everyone back interacting with each other. It's Sonia and Ramona. And so Ramona's sort of confronting Sonia about her, like, drinking. Yeah, it was like an intervention, a one-person intervention. Yeah, and, like, so Sonia, instead of, like, being, like, listening... When Ramona said, I don't really like going out and drinking with you. She's like, oh, it's okay. I have plenty of other friends. <laughs> I got Lou. <laughs> yeah. And then they talked about how Luann's going to be coming to stay with Sonia. And then Ramona like acted worried because Luann, quote, loves to drink. Yeah. She's leaving bottles around and men around. <laughs> and then, quote, Luann can at least hold her liquor. Sonia can't. <laughs> they talk, like, Ramona's calling out Sonia about having... To be propped up, and so he's like, "I've got to prop you up." <laughs> uh, I feel like that's exactly what she said to Heather last season, and I was like, yeah. "There's no way Heather ever loses enough control when she's drinking." Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, uh, but we, I guess, during this whole conversation, they talk about the fact that Ramona's going to have her 60th birthday party. Yes, which is interesting because both of our mothers are 60. Yes, so it's like Ramona is just right there, same. Same generation, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. That was a fun little mom fact for this Mother's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, after that scene, we have Beth and Jules getting together. Yeah, and it was just, it was actually ended up being like a nice little scene. Well, it's good because unlike other series, Beverly Hills, like they can resolve an issue. Yeah. Like Beth was nasty to Jules and then they talked it out a little bit. And they, then, they got closer and are now like possibly going to become friends. Yeah, so Jules was telling... The reason they got closer is because Jules was telling Bethany her history with like eating disorders and all that. Yeah. And so it was like a nice little moment of women bonding. Yeah. Except like Bethany, for the hundredth time in the confessional, is like being very racial again. Like yeah. saying like, oh, like she's always talking about being Asian or Jewish. Like she should just come in with... Come in as a geisha holding a matzo ball. I was like, all right, Bethany, oh, enough. <laughs> you also say ball funny. Ball. Matzo ball? You said I don't know. <laughs> um, So then Ramona, okay, I love what scenes like this when Ramona decides to serve a lunch at her apartment. And it's always like a salad that she ordered from like Atlantic <laughs> Grill and Ramona Pinot Grigio. So she has Bethany and Carol over to have lunch. And this was actually ended up being the most interesting part of the episode to me. Oh. Because this is where Bethany talked about her problems with Luann mm-hmm. and talked about the crossover episode from oh Beverly Hills. Oh my god, Hills. yes! So, if those of you who don't know, Bethany appeared on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last, earlier this season. Yeah. And it, it was like two episodes, too. Yeah, and it was like Bethany hosted a dinner for the Beverly Hills girls at her house in the Hamptons. Yeah. And so she talked about how Luann had reached out to her and been like, Oh my God. Will you invite me to your dinner? So this was obviously Luann wanted screen time on Real Housewives of Beverly Which Hills. Which she deserves. And this is, this made me mad at Bethany because like, it would have been so awesome. I know. It would have been so good to have like more of a mix up mishmash. But like this, I just feel like we're inching closer and closer to these shows, like truly having like a crossover, like art together or yeah. something. Battle, oh of, battle of the series. 
It was it was just great. Yeah, so that that was all happening during the conversation at Ramona's. What I also found interesting at Ramona's, like I noticed for the first time, like this is the first season Ramona's like truly been neutral. Yeah, like she's always fighting with someone. Like she used to be bullying Kristen back when she was on. She's and, like, sort of fighting with Dorinda. Yeah, but it's like it's it's a genuine fight, so she's not being as crazy about it. Yeah, like it's like she wants to actually salvage that relationship. I guess so. That. Uh, I don't know. It's so weird seeing her as like the neutral person. But there I mean, was wait, there was yeah. one more thing where like Carol was like, or Bethany was like, I would pull Dorinda and like Carol into a foxhole with me, but oh. not Luann. And Ramona was like, Yeah, she'd probably kill you first. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Luann. <laughs> um, and then it's time for Ramona's um, lunch. Yeah, birthday lunch. Birthday luncheon. 60 women. For 60 years on this planet. Do you know 60 people you would invite to something? Yeah. Really? I mean, maybe not all 60 will show up. You'd have to, like... <laughs> I, I feel like I'd, like, have to, like, really go back into the archives. Okay. Anyways, my favorite part, Bethany arrived first, and Ramona's friends were, like, circling Bethany oh like God, vultures. Yes. Because no one else from Bethany... Ripping shreds you know, from yeah. her. <laughs> if you look at the scene, they're, she's literally standing in the middle, and they're, they're like, literally oh! circling her. <laughs> They're like touching her short too, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like trying to hold on for Carol for dear life because like the women did not care about Carol. Yeah. So then Ramona arrives in a red dress, and it turns out there's like four other women wearing red. Yeah. And Sonia arrives like demanding a co- cocktail. <laughs> she wants the hair of the dog. She's like primping herself. Oh my god! It was the perfect like. Finally, Sonia back with the rest of the women. Uh. That Chanel cake purse. Purse oh, yeah. purse. That was... And it's, it was brought in by that woman whose wedding they all went to in season four. What's her name? That's the same woman? Yeah, and she's also the one that like started the fight at Serafina that season at Ramona's wine launch. I don't remember Her that. name's like Stephanie okay. or something. She's like a peripheral friend of Housewives. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed very much like... The staff, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's, like, Ramona's friend who Ramona abuses. Oh, okay. Um, and then... Lou walks in. Lou walks in. Like, storms past Carol. Yeah, and so that was awkward because they're in a fight. And then yeah. Luann gives Bethany her birthday gift, but at Ramona's, Ramona's party. <laughs> and her the gift that she gave to Bethany was a lot more nice and thoughtful than the one she gave to Ramona. Well, the gift was, like, some designer bag that she but gave to like Bethany. embroidered with her initials and yeah. she gave Ramona a necklace from her collection yeah, so that she, she had already given to her but gotten fixed. <laughs> like she just went to the warehouse and it's got like, Ramona again. It's like such a power play and I love it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so then Bethany decides to confront Luann about the whole Beverly Hills Girls thing that we were talking about yeah. earlier. And Luann gets emotional. And like she, gets, she never gets emotional. She cries. She, well, I, I want to cr- cry a little strong. She's, like, tearing up. But she had just told Bethany that she was, like, a sister to her. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, when Dana Wilkie said to Kyle Richards, like, we'll all be, in, <laughs> we'll all be here all, for each other. We're all in this. No, but, like, they are friends. I mean, they've known each other now for almost ten years. Uh, and then even Bethany commented, like, Luann's probably been... Like, lonely this summer. Yeah. So I, f- I feel bad for Luann. And then um, the episode sort of ended with Dorinda giving a toast. Yes. Talking about the anniversary of her husband's death. 
Yeah, but it was it was a good story because Ramona like I know, pulled but her like, out of bed. But like, but when she started it, she was like, I didn't know where it was going. She's like, death day. Oh. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it ended up great. And then at the end, she was like, and where are the ladies of lunch? Uh, <laughs> I liked it. I, I I like how central Dorinda is this season. She's very central. Like so central. Yeah. Um, Give her the middle apple. Uh, hopefully next season. Uh, so, besides New York, Brendan, tell us what y'all have been sleeping on. Well, actually, it's related to New York. Oh. Um, this isn't very, like, 100% Mother's Day, but okay. it does involve someone who happens to be a mother. Okay. So, y'all have been sleeping on Bethany Frankel's Snapchat. Oh. She is a crazy person on it. It's half of it is her pointing her camera at her driver and basically, like, Verbally, not harassing him, but like talking like she does, like really loud and yeah. like asking obnoxious questions all the time. I could picture her like yelling at him for dire- with directions, like her suggestion of where to drive. Yeah, and more like she wants him to like turn on. She wants to like come across as like really cool on Snapchat, yeah. and she posts these like those really long snaps that like you have to tap through. But uh, I don't like mind. a Kylie Jenner two hour feature. Yeah, but film. I don't mind these ones because like there's they're crazy. <laughs> and she was alone on vacation with. Bryn, she was alone on vacation with Bryn um, until like a couple days ago, and she did the whole thing with Bryn. She didn't ever photograph her. Just like the back of her head, like she's blue ivy. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, <laughs> or she'd be like just off camera. All right, but, we know what Bryn looks like. Relax. <laughs> but yeah, I, I highly recommend checking it out, and everyone report <clears throat> back in the comments to see how long you last without unfollowing her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I haven't followed her yet, so I'll take that little challenge. Uh, so that <clears throat> brings us to the deep dive this the deep week. Dive. We are going to talk about reality mothers. We're not limiting this to just the housewives. Correct. So, um, but it's a good starting point, though. Yeah. My favorite one is Mama Elsa. Mama Elsa, the psychic mom of uh, Marisol. Yeah, Marisol Patton. In Real Houses in Miami. Yeah, I mean, Mama Elsa was kind of like one of the central pillars of that franchise, I would She's say. basically the reason that Marisol got to stay on oh, as a housewife. definitely, yes. But, and she used to be Madonna's psychic. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know Back that. Back in the day, yeah. Wow. I went on a deep dive of just, like, researching her one yeah. time. Yeah, and, like... Uh, I love that iconic uh, scene. Like, you know those, like, little... Uh, scenes they do between two commercials mm-hmm. where Mama Elsa is like walking around in her apartment. I used to have a link to this clip in my okay Cupid profile and it's like her shouting, "Thank God I'm all by myself again. Lonely again <laughs> in this lonely house without my family, without anything, all on my own." Thinking and talking about nothing. Oh, dear God. What's going to happen to my future? I don't have a man. I don't have a friend. I have nothing. I used to, like, walk the streets of Brooklyn screaming that when I was drunk. That impression went on a lot longer than I was expecting it to. I thought it was going to be one line. No. I wanted to give you the full experience. Um, But then there was that one time she was at a party and she turns to, like, Leah Black in the middle of the party and she said... What is it we're celebrating? <laughs> <laughs> is that the same one that, like, they took her out on the stretcher? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Poor Mama Elsa. Give her her own. Well, she did have her own web series spinoff where, like... It was like a road trip. No. False. Oh. It was her trying to sell her own brand of coffee, and it was and the series was called Havana Elsa. Oh. And, it was, and I think that was the name of the coffee as well. And, like, she she, like, walked around, like... 
the supermarket trying to sell it to strangers. It's actually like a great little web feature. Well, there's another web feature. She was afraid of flying, so whenever she would come up to watch Rapids Live, they'd have to drive her. Mm. And they did a whole like little mini documentary about it. It's probably somewhere on BroadwayTV.com. Bring back Mama Elsa. So, to our next Mama... Mama Joyce, who is also one of the, the greatest moms on the Housewives franchises. Yeah. I mean, she abuses Candy. I love it. And Todd. And Todd. And she, like, got into a physical altercation with Todd's mom, right? Who, like, died. Todd's mom, like, passed away. Oh, my God. And, like, she, like... Mama not Joyce, because of Mama Joyce. No, Mama <laughs> Joyce did not kill her. But, like, Mama Joyce, like, finally, after she passed away, like, took back some of the stuff she said. Okay. Like, until that happened, she was, like, relentless. But Mama Joyce, like, she's made candy, like, buy her houses, and then, like, she didn't like the house she, that she would buy, and, like, she'd move into Candy's house and kick her out to make her live somewhere else. She's had so many, like, iconic wigs throughout the, the years. Uh, so I guess continuing on, we also have another housewife's mom, Jill Zarin's mom, Gloria, who she was a bit, she was a pretty big part of early seasons of housewives. Like she counseled Bethany. She took her on as her own. Um, she then ended up counseling the countess, I think through Mm -hmm. her divorce. I like the, the little mini plot line where she, they were releasing the book, like, Jill, Jill's sister, and the mom, and they have to do the photo shoot. Oh, yeah. And, like, the mom is like, Mother's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, because she didn't like how she was being posed, I guess, or yeah. something. Just like your quintessential, like, Jewish mother. Yeah. Which we love. Um, but yeah, she was one of the better uh, housewives' mothers. Uh, so that, I think, takes care of the housewives' moms. Yeah. Uh, Unless you have housewives' moms that were missing and you want to. Chime in in the comments. Yeah, leave a Facebook comment. Uh, so uh, we've touched on her before, but Sister Patterson, have you have you been keeping up with I family therapy? I haven't oh, been God. keeping up with family therapy. You are sleeping on that because it's continued to be great. But for those of you who like may have missed it the first time around, you definitely should watch uh, I Love New York because Sister Patterson definitely like m- m- left her mark with that series and mm-hmm. has only continued. Uh, to do great things yeah. since then. Uh, also, I guess in that whole MTV VH1 world is Deborah Danielson. Oh my God, Fair Abraham's mom. Their relationship is the most tumultuous, what? like mutually abusive, abusive relationship. Like they go at each other, and they've the mom has been arrested. I think. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, but. You don't. You're not keeping up with Teen Mom OG, are you? Uh, not this season. I watched like the first season where they broke the fourth wall. Oh, I love it. Oh, so is there something new going on? No, with the it's mom? just you see more about the relationship and like the, the mom wanted to come take care of the child, Sophia. Yeah. While Farrah was away, but like Farrah wouldn't let her come, even though the dad was taking care of her, and like then. The mom called Farrah to ask for money for a facelift. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like still crazy. Yeah. Uh, so you also wanted to touch on some other moms. Well, some other moms who I've fallen off with yeah, in recent years. Me too. But the dance moms. Yeah. Like back when they were good, I mean, they might still be good, but back when they were good, that show was amazing. When it was like Kelly and Christy yeah. and Jill. 
Kel- Jill was the the one of the newer moms. Like she was yeah. an OG, but she was good too. Kelly and Christy were like the best because they would they would cackle with each other and like just be sort of horrible to the other ones. Well, Abby Lee, the, uh, Kelly Kelly was the one that Abby Lee tried to bite, right? Yeah, and Kelly hit her, so then there was, like, that lawsuit. Yeah, and then eventually she had to leave the show, I guess, because of all that stuff going on. Yeah. That's when I, like, dropped off. Yeah, and I, like, wonder when Abby Lee, like, when all her legal stuff is going to start, because she's facing, like... Yeah, she's been indicted, I think, A lot of years in jail. Yeah, so hopefully she makes it through the rain. Maybe Maddie (laughs) can take the lead as the new matriarch of that show. (laughs) She can be the, the instructor. I mean, she is, like... So qualified at this point, so... That's true. Yeah. So then we wanted to talk a little bit about, um, sort of the... Who we consider to be the matriarch of each Real Housewives franchise. Yeah, because, I mean, even though, like, their peers, all the housewives, there tends to be, like, one woman who rules the roost... Yes. ...in each, uh, series. Uh, you know, in New Jersey, before she left the show, it was definitely Caroline Manzo. Yeah, 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 but But since... Caroline's left. Teresa's sort of taken over. Well, she's the one with the most seniority. Yeah, but like when they hired Kathy, I felt like they were almost hiring somebody to be like an older matriarch character. Yeah, but she just doesn't have the like... The chutzpah. The chutzpah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the right word for the Jersey Housewives. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, the obvious one for OC is Vicky. Well, yeah, she's the she's the matriarch of all of them, pretty much. Yeah, in a way. And then Beverly Hills, of course, Vanderpump. Vanderpump. Yeah. Um, who would be Atlanta? Would be Nini, but in Nini's absence, I would say Phaedra became the matriarch. Yeah, but Nini wasn't gone long enough for her to be replaced. Like, she's back. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't know. Is she definitely going to be a full time cast member? She will be. Like, what else? I hope she so. Got going on. Yeah, that would be good. Um, and then New York. New York is Ramona. It is Ramona. I feel like... It, Especially now as a neutral figure, that's very matriarch of her. It used to be... I feel like at the beginning it was Jill Zarin. Yeah. Or they didn't really have one yet. Yeah. But like, Jill had taken Bethany under her wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Potomac, Karen. Yeah, just age-wise, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Dallas would be... Leanne Lockett. Leanne Lockett. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, everyone knows her. She's the the charity queen. During one of the promos while I was at Watch What Happens Live, um, Andy was like, oh, and Cecily's been here with Nene, Vicky, oh, yeah. and now Leanne. And then Cecily was like, oh, I have a type. And she goes, and Leanne goes, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. I actually saw that <laughs> promo, too. <laughs> so she's... Placed herself. Yes. Anointed herself. Self, self-appointed. Okay. Yeah, and then Miami, we had Leah Black. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. On my back? <laughs> uh, was there one in D.C.? There was this woman, Linda, but that show, that was such a mess that yeah. it was like, there wasn't anyone. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the moms that we love on all these crazy shows. So that takes us finally to the freak of the week and the one true queen. And boy, do we have a freak this week. Okay, our freak of the week is... Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I mean, in the past week, he has quite the freaking. I mean, you know, he dropped out of the presidential race. Yeah, breaking news. (laughs) During during that speech, or after that speech, he was on stage with his wife, and he hugged her, and then proceeded to 
group hug- well he was he hugged her first yeah and then entered into a group hug with some other man but while doing that he punched her in the face <laughs> and then elbowed her in the face several times it was like the most <laughs> uncomfortable thing I've ever seen he also Car- he let Carly Fiorino fall off the stage at another appearance like just she fell and he just <laughs> continued <laughs> on the other way <laughs> uh, so I mean I would have been fun to see more Ted and Carly hijinks, but... We got nine days of it. We had nine great days, and that's it. Eight crazy nights. So that that was our freak of the week. Now, the one true queen you may have noticed during the Keeping Up with the Kardashians uh, conversation, we didn't really talk much about Chris, because that is, she is our one true queen. The one true queen... (laughs) (laughs) She is our one true queen... The the queen of all mothers of TV. Tell like tell the moment though, like the major moment of this past week. She let them have it. <laughs> so like the fam was trying to tell her like they need to cut Rob off. Rob is being ridiculous. Like he's with Black China. He's going against the family. And she wiped the floor with them. She dragged them to hell. She brought up Kim's marriage where she was only married for 72 days. Just like all of the crazy shit that... I'm sure there was even more that like hit the like editing room floor. Yeah. Like Courtney getting... Uh, I mean, not, I mean, Chloe getting engaged in like th- two, two weeks. Yeah. I mean, uh, like Courtney's DUI relationship. Yeah. Courtney's relationship with Scott for the past 10 years. Yeah. Like, so, you know, to her credit, I, like, I think she has a valid point. Like, she supported all of them through all their antics. And she can do whatever the fuck she wants with her money. Yeah. It's her money. She can buy a house, and if she wants to let Rob live in it, so be it. Yeah. Uh, she also, like, was very nice to Scott in this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Scott's, like, a very sad figure at this point. I, like, I like the facial hair on him. I just wish he would trim it a little bit. It's a little I, bushy. It looked... It looked good a, a season or two ago, but he just looks, like, beat up and sad at this mm-hmm. point. Like, and he also kind of looks like Jared Leto a little bit. Like, when I see the two of them, I kind of get vibes of each other from them. Well, I read a good blind about Jared the other day. Oh, okay. Anyways. Maybe next week's news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, and she even was helping Lamar's furnishing of his home go. Like, yeah, she's truly the one true queen. She will the matriarch. Everyone. Of this all world. matriarchs, <laughs> yes, the <laughs> ultimate momager. So that is it for this week's episode. Yeah, so you can keep up with us at uh, www.comethroughqueen.com. That's T H R U. Additionally, you could subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And while you're at it, uh, write us some reviews there. Um, we are also now on Facebook at facebook.com slash come through queen as well. We'd like that to be a little safe space for you little freaks. <laughs> Good job for Brennan <laughs> creating that page. Uh, you could also email us at come through queen at gmail. Uh, you know, we want to hear your ideas for deep dives and your comments on the shows. You could also tweet that stuff at us or comment on the Facebook page. Uh, and we'll read them on air like we did this week. Yeah. So, Brendan, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, NotBrendan. And where can we find you online when you're not trolling people from Come Through Queen's Twitter? <laughs> well, besides co-trolling people <laughs> on that account with you, uh, you can find me at IDKIDK. So, like, comment, subscribe. Heart, share, retweet. Love me, love me, please retweet. Love me, love me, please retweet. See you, See next, you next week. week. Bye. Bye.
I wanna see ya come through, queen. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.